Maybe I could be like an announcer, like a columnist. I don't believe what I just saw! You know how I always make those interesting comments during the game? Personally, I think you got hosed on that call. Yeah, yeah, you make good comments. So what about that? Well, you know, they tend to give those jobs to ex-ball players and people that are, you know, in broadcast. What about a talk show host? This is In the Booth. Talk show host, that's good. <laughs> I think I'd be good at that. I talk to people all the time. With Matt Park. Here we go, In the Booth, on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Incredible weather. It's a July or August day. Here in the middle of October. Wish I was feeling better. Starting to rebound a little bit there, Palooey. And um, that could just be the sugar in my Dunkin' Donuts. But uh, whatever it takes, you're going to get your little wave of sugar. Seth delivers your sugar, huh? Yeah, I left. This is my Francesca moment. Yeah, I, I, I guess my, I... Uh... Yeah, I guess I didn't... That's about the only thing you have in common with Mike Francesca. The, uh, I, I wasn't really aware of your... Uh, you know, I see you, and you you have a soda occasionally. But now that I maybe spend five, six days a week with you, always have a soda. Yeah, your... I've always got a diet coke in my hand too. Yeah, it's probably not a great I think habit. I you you might go straight to IV at this point. At the uh, at the pit game may have been a record. I did the it night on before nine... the dinner. No, no, during oh, the, the game, game I may because the night nine... before you went deep. <laughs> I deep. may have done nine during the game. During the game, yeah, they're easy to get there. Yeah, even the waiter. At That's dinner. actually a Pepsi uh, house, though, Heinz Field. Yeah, I'm not picky. Oh, you're not? Okay. Because no. uh, you always hear it's always Coke. That's all we got. I'm more of a Pepsi guy myself. The, uh, the waiter at uh, dinner. Can I set Pittsburgh. the stage on that? Yeah, go ahead. Well, it was, you know, we're fortunate. We, we go to nice meals, sometimes with sponsors, sometimes without. We, had, we, we went with sponsors the previous trip, and on this particular trip, just splurged ourselves. It was the crew and the, and the suits. And we went to a very nice steakhouse that these big cities have, you know, the uh, various high-end uh, chain steakhouses, and they're all snooty, right? It's, you know, $60 steaks and $12 asparagus, and <laughs> they don't just bring you the big gulp when you order the soda, right? <laughs> so everybody else is drinking, you know, wine that's $100 a bottle or whatever, and we're splitting that up. Our uh, boss gets a unsweetened iced tea and then Polly goes with the Diet Coke and it's the fancy like he comes out and makes a big show of it right and he even kind of played up on the joke yeah. the, with the vintage but it's not even the, the bottle that you've got he comes out with the 1928 circa uh, glass bottle and, and pours you the Coke yeah, and it took, side. and took me literally when I said, and keep them coming. Because as, <laughs> right. as soon as my glass was empty, he was out with another one. Well, he's probably charging $8 a piece. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's but a he did the, it's high a nice, profit margin. Nice 2018 vintage. You know? <laughs> yeah. Bottled last month. Had the towel out over his uh, forearm there presenting it. Yeah, that's, uh, that's quite the consumption because it was a long game on Saturday, five hour. Some odd uh, affair. Uh, I was kind of looking up there at the tail end of Seth's Sports Center. I'm trying to find actual statistical proof, but in my mind, CC Sabathia is good after losses, not his losses after Yankee losses. And obviously, they need him to uh, to bounce back and to be a stopper because uh, that game last night was not competitive. It went to turn out to be 16 to one most lopsided loss the Yankees have ever had 
in uh, their postseason history, which is longer and more games than any other franchise's postseason history, position player pitching and all kinds of that stuff. So that's um, not in any way uh, what you want to see in the in the playoffs. So Sabathia seasoned and uh, a guy that needs to be put into that situation. Yes, sir. CC Sabathia, you want the stat? Go ahead. Uh, he is 10-0 and with a 1.69 ERA and th- 13 starts following Yankees' losses this year. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's according to a web Newsday. Yeah. I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with all the other things you see about CC Sabathia. You know, last time we talked about him on this show, we were watching the game right here when he plunks a Tampa Bay Ray when he's – an inning shy of a bonus that would have meant $500,000 and he's ejected. He is a gamer, uh, and I think that's what's kept him going this long. I saw a quote from him here recently that he's thinking about he wants to pitch next year even if it's not for the Yankees. So uh, a guy with significant experience, significant big game and postseason experience, and uh, I think just the guy the Yankees want with the ball in the game tonight. That had to be lifetime, not this year, because he's only got – Nine wins this year, right? Is that correct? This year he's nine and seven. Yeah, so that had to be. Well, late. it could be the Yankees. Well, no. The Yankees are ten and zero. Maybe is it? Not if it's thirteen games. But did the did the Yankees lose thirteen times before it starts? Could be in his Yankee tenure. But it seems like there'd be more more games than that. This year they didn't probably lose. They didn't lose thirteen times before it starts. That'd be he had twenty nine starts. For the Yankees to have lost 13 times before his 29 would have been they played worse the day before he pitched than on average for the season. Um, but at any rate, maybe we can find uh, some data to support that, but I think Sabathia is um, is the guy you want with the ball. Now, if uh, we're going to talk about uh, Angel Hernandez, I did just look this up a second ago, um, his performance CCs by umpire. Angel Hernandez was botching all those calls at first. I didn't get to watch the game last night. I was distracted and not feeling well, as you probably can tell. Angel Hernandez was at first base, which means he'll be the home plate umpire tonight. And he's not a good umpire. He's an antagonistic umpire. CC Sabathia pitching when Angel Hernandez is the uh, plate umpire has been pretty successful. Three and a half strikeouts to walks. A opposing batting average of 200. It's actually a little bit better than his overall uh, statistics, better than the, the average for uh, CC Sabathia. So we'll see if uh, he and uh, Angel Hernandez, baseball's most antagonistic umpire, can uh, be on the same page. Yankees looking for every benefit they can get to uh, force a game five in that uh, best of five series. Cam Lynch will be on the show today in his regular Tuesday spot. The uh, Bucks Cam plays for against the Falcons on Sunday. Want to get Cam's thoughts on what we saw last night in New Orleans with uh, Drew Brees setting a new uh, all-time career record for passing yards. Soon to throw his 500 touchdown. Did not get that on Monday Night Football, but uh, that made for. Interesting television. They mic'd him up. Is certainly he's an easy guy to like in the first place. But uh, television on ESPN Monday Night Football did a nice job last night following him around. He was mic'd, and then all the reaction from various people and the 
tweets coming in from the people that he'd passed and Peyton Manning, the guys played it on the previous show, uh, with a funny uh, acknowledgement of uh, Breeze passing his record and fun stuff like that. I have the the factual stats here. Go He's ahead. Twelve and one since two thousand September third, two thousand sixteen. In 22 starts after the Yankees loss, he's gone 12 and one with a 2.81 ERA. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's really good. And then you know that's how you stay out of losing streaks. That's what uh, good teams have. It's why you want to have a, a deep starting rotation. The more opportunities you have to uh, nip in the bud, what could potentially be a six-game losing streak. If it's only two or three, then. Uh, obviously, you're ahead of the game, and, and that's what uh, CC Sabathia has been able to do uh, throughout his career. Looking forward to uh, hopefully settling in and uh, checking that one out tonight. Check the uh, postseason. Sure, you want to fire up that? We can. Yeah, get seeing into, that we're uh, talking <clears throat> baseball, and yeah. Ron Darling had some uh, words to say. <laughs> that's very good. Good setup, Paul. That's, that's why they call him the best in the business. Dynamite drop in, Monty. <laughs> So I was saying before that on a 10 to 1 score, Ben Intendi took off and run and, and stole the base. I found that unusual, but you know, you can still keep pushing the envelope. But boy, swinging 3 and 0 in the seventh with a 10 1 lead. There used to be a book. There's no book anymore. Everything's graying. But I would find that offensive, personally. Yeah, offensive might be a little bit of a. A uh, harsh word there. I think he means offensive in a old school baseball context. I I don't like Ron Darling as an analyst. I love Ron Darling as an analyst. I love the Mets broadcast. They do a great job. Darling to me is one of the best. He hits the mark perfectly. I like his tone. I like he's willing to call it like he sees it. He can be funny. He can be smart. He can he's he's, he's all things. He and uh, certainly Keith Hernandez have a rapport. He and Gary Cohen have a great rapport. He's good on these national games. I. Really enjoy watching games that uh, Ron Darling works, and he's the type of guy I think you'd love to have a beer and watch a game with. And and to me, that's a great definition of it's a great starting point for these analysts and, and looking to hire. In this case, I don't fault him for saying that. It's certainly, what he's talking about was true at a time. And I don't. And hearing it in context, I did see last night Twitter was blowing up about oh Ron Darling, you know, in a get off my lawn uh, type moment. He's not wrong. The way the way he expressed it there. This is against the book. It's absolutely against the book. Uh, I don't necessarily fault Ben Attendi uh, for going for his, but you have to look at what's happening there. You've got an 80s era player. That was the most, by you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, a by the book time. You have a college player of the year type. Ben Attendi's a SEC player from Arkansas. College baseball, you get what you can get. It's like a, you know, kind of a football mentality there's no such thing as stopping to run up the score this is major league baseball postseason Red Sox versus Yankees I don't really have a problem with it that being said you know three and0 up 10 to one you probably just just keep things moving I, I don't know about swinging in that situation so I don't necessarily fault Ron Darling for thinking it. I don't know that I would have Is said it. Is it taking a walk him. even just as bad? Yeah what, yeah, what do you want to do? You, but also you're not saying, hey, ground out, get yeah. out. I mean, it's not Little League anymore. I mean, this is uh, this is the highest stakes. I don't think you feel bad for the Yankees. You also could say, look, in a series, postseason series, no score is enough. Wearing out the pitcher is an important thing. And I, you know, again, I'm not feeling well. I didn't hang in there and watch the game last night. Um 
once it was a, a blowout. I, I think by the time I got home, it was 3 nothing, and then next time I looked up, it was 8 nothing, and then forget it. Um, but if you can – Yankees wound up pitching a position player last night to save pitchers. That's uh, all's fair in love and war in the uh, Yankees-Red Sox American League Championship Series. So uh, in this case, Division Series, the idea of – Doing as much damage as possible offensively. That's that's why they play the games. I, uh, he had to say something at that point in a ten one game, so I don't really fault him for saying it, thinking it, whatever. But uh, in this case, I think he got to let it go. Not exactly the most uh, egregious offense. No, it wasn't Remember? Goose Gossage. Get off my lawn. It was no. And Goose got. I mean, Ron Darling is a Yale educated, <laughs> okay, major league pitcher and a grown up. Goose Gossage is a. 70s oriented meathead, you know, and they're coming at it from entirely different angles. And, you know, the stuff that Goose Gossett says now doesn't fly in society, let alone in baseball, right? I mean, he's a, a very kind of closed minded, uh, bombastic sort. Ron Darling's n- none of that. Um, but that's what makes it interesting. People have their opinions, and that's uh, why we enjoy sports. And, uh, Away we go. They play the games. Game four tonight, Yankees and Red Sox at the stadium. When we come back, we'll visit with Cam Lynch, his regular Tuesday afternoon. Your calls are welcome in the back half of the show at 437-7644. That's 315-4ESPN44. 4ESPN44 gets you on the show. In the Booth, brought to you by Marriott Syracuse Downtown on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. And the booth continues here on ESPN Radio. Good to have you with us on a beautiful Tuesday afternoon here in central New York. Temperatures in the mid-80s, if you can believe it. And uh, our next guest, our regular Tuesday afternoon guest, he's used to temperatures in the mid-80s, but maybe not in Syracuse in October. And it's Cam Lynch. Cam, how are you? Hey, man, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. Just uh, out here in Tampa Bay getting ready for this week against the Falcons. Uh, you know, tough. You know, tough past two weeks, man. We had a bye week this past week. That was just tough to to sit and and, and recapture uh, what happened in uh, Chicago. But ready for this week coming up, no doubt about it. And we're going to talk to you about a lot of those things, lots to address. Even though you're coming off an off week, and Syracuse is going into an off week, but uh, beautiful day, and, and we're having a little Tampa weather up here, so we're trying to enjoy it as best we can today. Let's start today, Cam, with Drew Brees. He, uh, last night, established a new all-time record for career passing yards. He soon will be the all-time record holder in career touchdown throws. His next will be his 500th. And you've been on the field opposite him, including this season. Uh, You had a big game already down in uh, New Orleans. What can you say about the career that uh, this guy has had? And uh, he looks to be in peak form still. It's It's amazing to see him play. Uh, we, we, as a divisional opponent, we play him twice a year. And every game, it's like, wow, this guy is a true Hall of Famer. Uh, he's the GOAT at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, we have to go against great athletes, great quarterbacks every year. Uh, we went against Tom Brady last year, fell short. Uh, we beat Drew Brees this year. We hope to do it again, man. And this is what it's all about, uh, being, a, being a part of this time now uh, to create memories, uh, to go out and, uh, and kick tail in that football field. So it's, a great, it's great to share the field with him. Drew Brees infamously is 5'11 or whatever, right? There's the famous story about he gets to the combine and when they measured him and announced his weight starting with a six, he breathed a sigh of relief that he thought they were rounding up and that he'd gotten the benefit of the doubt because nobody's going to pay attention to a quarterback that's not legitimately six feet tall and, and most of the stars are 
six two, six four, what have you. How is he able to do what he does? It's his mind. He just he's supreme in what he does. His preparation, his execution. He's one of the best, and um, he's going down in the history books because of his mind, his sharpness, uh, his will to, to succeed, and um, to just grow as as a athlete, as a human. Um, you saw it in his interviews last night. He was outstanding, and what he had to say, you could feel him. And big ups to Drew Brees. You know, I don't want to put you on the spot, Cam, and I'm not even sure how I want to ask this, but, you know, when you're an NFL player, the NFL players that get attention, Odell Beckham Jr., he gets a lot of attention. Le'Veon Bell gets a lot of attention. When you're in the locker room, is there a different level of respect held for these guys who seem to, I mean, maybe they're phony. Maybe, I, I don't know from what I see, but Drew Brees seems to be about the team. Larry Fitzgerald is a class act. Uh, and we could go on and on. I, I get the feeling that most NFL players are really more like those types of guys, but there's a lot of attention to the the me first people lately. Yeah, well, see, that's the thing too, right? People have a different way of expressing themselves, right? If everybody was like Larry Fitzgerald, it'd be a different game, right? It'd be amazing to watch. He's a Hall of Famer himself, but so will Odell Beckham be, right? So was Randy Moss, and Randy Moss made that comment. He was saying that. You know, he was Odell at one point because he was frustrated or he was whatever. But at the end of the day, right, Odell has the freedom to express himself and he has to make the correct decision on how he wants to do it, right? Uh, he worked hard this offseason and he got paid. So if, he, if you know, between him and his coach, he has to handle that. And he made a decision for his team. Uh, you know, I believe they came up short this weekend, but uh, he's going to have to deal with that. Uh, but I do believe he has the freedom to express himself and uh, he has to handle the consequences or handle the success that comes from it. Our guest is Cam Lynch in his regular spot here on Tuesday. Cam with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They are 2-2 two and two coming off a of bye week at the Falcons on Sunday. How do locker rooms get dealt with, Cam? And I'm sure everyone is different to a degree, but the hierarchy of, of dealing with some of these things where you sort of have to – you have to understand what you just said, right? Every player is, is their own corporation. They're all grown-ups you're all willing to say and do your own things within reason, but you all have a common goal as a team. Right. We have a common goal as a team is to win, and I don't think we should doubt his ability to want to win because, you know, he, he's one of the best. Uh, and, you know, he just has to handle his press press correctly, uh, and, and that's all. He has to learn from whatever he has to learn from his, his successes and his mistakes. Uh, you know, you can look at want to but he made he made his comments and uh he's gonna have to at the end of the day he's gonna have to win and we go up there uh to new york city we're gonna have to uh, put a whooping on him i don't know if they're gonna win that one (laughs) i love it all right (laughs) i want to talk to you about bye weeks uh, which are not exactly exciting but you're coming off yours syracuse is going into its bye week on back-to-back losses how do teams get better if they can on a week where again the whole week isn't off but you don't have a game on the weekend it's a, it's a technique day. It's a technique week where you get extra time in. Um, you get time to recover. You get time to uh, reflect on what, what has, what's going on. It's actually pretty awesome because you get fresh. Um, you get ready to go for that, for that marathon of, uh, of 12 weeks and uh, hopefully a play, playoff, uh, playoff chance for the dance. So um, it's a great way to get back to have that time to <clears throat> get ready to go. Division opponent for you, so it won't be. In there, we hear nothing but great things. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, it's 
You know, it's in Atlanta. Uh, I played. I played in the old stadium in high school. Won a state championship there. So you know that it's it's familiar to me. So I have to go out there and and make it happen. Uh, show the home crowd that. You know, I'm 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 back, so uh, it'll it'll be nice to do, and we're pre- we're gonna prepare for Atlanta this week. All right, now got to get your thoughts on uh, Syracuse Cam, and they could use your help right now and your expertise because the last uh, two weeks, when in doubt, the other team has decided, hey, we're gonna run it right down their throat. They've been successful doing that. That's been back-to-back road losses in games where the Orange had the lead going into the fourth quarter. How do you handle that? It's got to be demoralizing, I would think, at first, but what types of adjustments can you make to be a better team stopping the run? Well, you know, I don't, I'm not the defensive coordinator at the end of the day, uh, the Syracuse Orange, but, you know, when teams are running the ball, it's, it's, a more, it's a physical thing, right? That's saying that you have to line up every day. Your defensive line has to line up and say, hey, this line is not moving. So, uh, you know, the, the – the Syracuse Orange will have to get fresh this week coming up, get ready to go, buckle down, and the front seven will have to stop the run, period. And they're going to have to take it upon themselves. So, uh, And, and I, I believe we can do it. You don't want to lose hope or anything like this because, you know, it's not a, it's not over till it's over. The Syracuse Orange are, are still rolling uh, and they have a great chance to uh, contend for, you know, for more wins. Yeah, home for two in a row. Uh, we'll be favored against North Carolina in the next home game, but then NC State, who's currently undefeated, comes in after that. Just another minute or so with Cam Lynch of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, former Orange uh, captain and standout. Cam, the Syracuse starting linebackers right now are listed, and I don't know how accurate this is, but they're listed at 215, 222, and 228. How does that compare to your playing weight in college? Uh, it's pretty. It sounds pretty similar, my guy, but that's but it's it's all like I said, it's a mindset. Drew Brees isn't isn't too big either, right? But he has the most pass yards in NFL history. So that that does not matter. It's all about it's your mindset. We'll cap it with that. We'll consider it the uh, mind over matter edition of the Cam Lynch segment uh, this week. We uh, thank you for your time and wish you the best. Okay. Thank you, my man. You got it. That's Cam Lynch of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can watch the Bucks and Falcons this coming Sunday in Atlanta. More for us as we continue in the booth. This is ESPN Radio Syracuse. Do we care? Interesting. I doubt it. No, wait. The other thing. Tedious. But we will do this segment anyway. Don't care anymore. Don't care no more. Angel Hernandez, the first base umpire in last night's Yankees-Red Sox game, may have been the only person to have a worse night than the Red Sox, or than the Yankees. He had four plays reviewed in the first four innings at first base. Three of the four plays were overturned, with the fourth one being too close to, to call, but likely was the wrong call. And luckily, he's behind home plate tonight. So there's going to be a lot of barking, especially from CC Sabathia, I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know that uh, Yeah, it's lucky for anybody. That's just the rotation. That's where he winds up. And Angel Hernandez has long thought to be among the poorest Major League managers or Major League umpires and definitely the most antagonistic. I think that's what he's known for. Everybody has bad days. No official in any sport is going out of the way to miss calls, but just like doctors, lawyers, and everything else, some are better than others, and some are better than Angel Hernandez, and he has had a tough go. Last night, obviously, a lot of discussion about how uh, poor a game he had. I'm sure he didn't want to have it, but uh, he's a guy who tends to uh, be on his high horse and, and not back down. So this this has to be pretty embarrassing for him. I think what it does, too, because it's so public, because it's this particular individual 
it makes tonight open season. Both dugouts will be teeing off on Hernandez over the, the course of the game if it's warranted in the slightest. We gave the stats on CC Sabathia. Pitching with Angel Hernandez as the plate umpire actually has uh, really good numbers, slightly better than his uh, overall numbers. But uh, Hernandez is pretty close to public enemy number one as it comes to major league umpires. I think the the players, it's pretty widely known among them that uh, if he certainly is among the bottom umpires and he definitely is the, the first one that's going to pick a fight. I'm sure he was pretty happy that the game turned out to be a 16-1 to game and it didn't well, any of his calls didn't cost either yeah, team the game. Yeah, um, but that's why they have review too. Like, right. and I watched some of them were bang bang plays. It wasn't like he was. Yeah, it's hard. There yeah. were three play. There was sure. three feet off the base. There, there was, was one that was bad. There, yeah, there was one though that uh, the Red Sox first baseman was stretched sideways. Ball was going into his glove as the f- foot was touching the base, and it was you know, it was a bang bang play. You know. It was, and that's why they have the that's why they have the review now, you know. So, if they had stuck, it would have been a whole different story. But, True, but it just makes your mistakes known to the public now, you know. So, oh well, get over it, everybody. Steve Kerr was ejected from a preseason game last night. The the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, and you can see as he's about to get off the court. He says to the to the referee, I don't want to be here anyway. And then he storms off the court and gives a couple of his players high fives as he's going off the court. He, it was a, a funny moment for a preseason game. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be there anyway if I were him. Uh, beats working for a living, but uh, there's these preseason games, really in all the sports, there's too many of them. They're needless. They're antiquated. And he didn't want to be there, and I'm sure he wants to get on with the regular season already. He had a funny quote this morning talking about wanting to be the first one in for the post-game spread in the locker room, says it usually gets delivered uh, around the end of the third quarter, and, and wanted to be in there. I love Steve Kerr. Uh, he's uh, really an interesting guy and is uh, easy to like a coach as there is in the uh, the major sports. And those stories are great. I've heard the same thing, baseball managers that, that run out and they've had enough and they basically ask uh, to get ejected or you know do it to either fire up their team, which he clearly didn't do in this situation, but just to get out of there and have a change of scenery. and uh, Pretty funny. and the, the, Even, again, go back to officiating. I, I can't tell you whether it was warranted or not. I guess they were arguing over uh, moving screen violations or whatever. But Curry in a, got in a, a preseason game, yeah, just keep it moving. I mean, come on. My question is if a player had said that, would they not be getting killed right now? Uh, they for, might be uh, for being well. The players, the players are part of the show, but they're part or... of the show. You got they're there. You know the game's on the schedule. They're paid to be there, and that's who we're buying a ticket to see. Not really the coach. Um, I think you say that by the way after you've already been ejected. Well, good. Well, I didn't want to be here anyway. He wasn't literally going out and asking, "Hey, throw me out of here." Like like sometimes you will see in baseball when there's 162 games and and each individual one doesn't make much of a difference. But in this case, too, there's so many games in the NBA and preseason game. It was meaningless. I don't make a lot of this one either. So more NBA news. The Suns have fired their GM, and it's now about eight or nine days from the regular season opener. They've now decided to fire GM. They had the first he, he they had the first overall pick, so they had this GM make that first overall pick, a, a couple offseason decisions, and now regular season he, he has uh, been fired. Yeah, it's too bad. Um, Sean McDonough's brother. Also. Yeah, I, I, it's Ryan, I know Ryan McDonough. Yep. Um, and he, like I say, he's uh, Sean's, like you said, he's uh, Sean's half-brother and uh, great family. 
I don't understand why anybody fires their general manager on the eve of the season. I don't get that. If you wanted to move on, that could have been done uh, long ago. I don't know enough of the particulars to know why he's out of there. He obviously will uh, land on his feet and get another job uh, somewhere with somebody. Uh, his brother, Terry, half-brother, would uh, is involved with the Arizona Cardinals out there too. Suns just fired their coach going into the last season. Or, Three games yeah, into the season. Yeah, I mean, come on. So I don't know what's going on there, but uh, that's – questionable and they're probably a long way off but they do have a good young roster they've uh inquired with steve nash about this possible opening he is not interested he's still working in the front office a little bit as a like correspondent or however you want to say with the golden state warriors but he's not interested in this uh, phoenix suns gm job when you fire people that are good people and you do it in this kind of way that has a that has a way of making other people who sure. otherwise might be interested bad taste in not mouth. as very not as uh, much interested. Sure. So, uh, too bad. But um, <laughs> I'm having a flashback to Ryan McDonough calling and asking about, uh, "Hey, what can you tell me about Fab Mello and Chris <laughs> Joseph?" <laughs> and uh, those guys wound up getting a little uh, run with the Celtics, didn't they? So, uh, too bad for Ryan, but um, I'm sure he will land on his feet. Smart guy. And uh, has come up through the Danny Ainge school and and that type of thing. Uh, smart guy from a good family, and he'll be just fine. Odd to see that happen, though, on the eve of the season. Thank you, Tommy. No problem. Back with a little more here. We'll wrap the show in the booth in just a bit. If you'd like to call us, you can. 437-7644 or 4ESPN44 gets you on the show. It's in the booth on ESPN Radio. This is In the Booth with Matt Park. Back in the booth on ESPN Radio, here for a few more minutes today. No show tomorrow, back Thursday, Friday, into an Orange football bye week. Orange versus white scrimmage. We'll talk some hoops next uh, couple of shows, getting ready for that uh, Friday night. That's in the Dome with a 7 o'clock start time. Everybody gets their first uh, chance to see this highly anticipated Orange basketball team coming off the Sweet 16 for the veterans and some newcomers. Like Jalen Carey and company, looking forward to uh, seeing how all that shakes out. Coach Q's women's team figures to be loaded this year, so we'll get an eye on them for the first time on Friday. Orange football, that uh, two-game homestand starting next weekend, the Dome game against uh, North Carolina announced yesterday as a 12-20 start, so three straight noon games, two on the road and then that one on Saturday. Might be four in a row, right? Was it one before that? No. Connecticut game was an evening game, and then... Or like an afternoon, four o'clock game. Uh, Polly during the break, they're rerunning some of they, those weren't even Angel Hernandez's greatest hits. Those were just last night. Yeah, with uh, <laughs> some box calls. <laughs> you know, I'm pro replay. Uh, here's my thing: replay in all sports. I just wish they would streamline it. I understand the way it's got to be set up. Most of them have moved to this centralized replay system. Uh, most sports do that. There's somebody in a, in a central command at the league office. You know, whether it's New York or Toronto or. Winston-Salem, as it turns out, uh, even in, in the ACC, and they beam down to the officials. Some of these could really be pretty quickly moved on from, although they want to make abundantly clear, and and uh, it doesn't take you much there probably to come up with a YouTube search. Every umpire in this day and age with video review as it is, first of all, officiating is hard in all sports. Second, with video replay, and every game's on TV and all of that, you're going to see calls blown and, and replay gets it right. No official wants to blow calls. It's good to get those right and to move on. The thing that sets Angel Hernandez apart is he has a very short fuse and a hot temper and 
is antagonistic. He seeks it out, and he's not alone in that, but uh, he would head the list, I think, from most people's perspective of uh, people who do the ump show, who make it about them, and and uh, you know nobody buys a ticket to watch the umpires. And so hopefully he has a good, clean game behind the plate tonight. Yankee fans certainly hoping that uh, the Bombers can win this one and move it on to a Game 5 in that series. The other series have been uh, basically landslides, uh, sweeps across the board for the most part. Astros are awfully good. We got nothing tomorrow. No games, right? No, yeah, yeah. because they uh, they were over so quickly. Dodgers, it could be Dodgers-Astros again. That's yeah. the way I'm looking at it right now. It's... I would sign up for that. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan. I'd rather the Yankees... Uh, Move on. I'd like to see it, but I like to see good baseball played at the high level. Uh, Astros are loaded. They've got a easy to watch, uh, fun to root for kind of lineup. Great pitching staff. I know you and uh, Doc Roberts go way back. So I'm trying. Is Matt? I've, I haven't paid attention to that Dodgers series. I'm trying to see how Matt Kemp is done in the postseason because he's been back ridiculous the year, this year. So yeah, me and uh, Doc go way back. Back to Little League. Did this, you know then that he was going to be a World Series I didn't Series even know caliber? who he was until someone pointed it out to me. Like One of my friends was like, you know we played against him all the time. I'm trying like, to think like if anybody I played against in Little League has been like you know employee of the month at the tire center or anything like that. Yeah, I, did, I didn't even put two and two together. And then, yeah, my friend uh, Doug was like, hey, we used to play Little League against him. Do you remember? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't remember at all. And he's like, yeah, he played, he played on Yon Construction. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, so. They were loaded back in the day. <laughs> yeah. weren't you weren't beating them. Yan Construction? Yeah. Like Y-A-N. Y-A-N? Yeah. Were they uh, recruiting? Were they No. Were they known for no, bringing it, it better than Chico's Bale It was bonds? a blind draft back then. Uh, okay. You, everybody went. You what was your try, team name? We were Geno's Pizza. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a Geno's Pizza in every, every community. That's a good sponsor to have, though, for the good post-game parties. We never. I know. I think about. We go. always were. It was always right to, to the Pizza Hut. Oh, the right same down one. The street. Yeah. We went. Yeah. Old. So you, they, your sponsor didn't throw a special team party. No. Because I think I mean, how many people driving around listening right now playing some sort of beer league softball up on tip? You know, they're sponsored by a bar on Tip Hill or whatever. And, yeah, and you go. No, I don't. Little league. I think we just got the jerseys and the. Yeah, we were always like, you know, your purple picture. one year, your blue the next. You. They put team a, four. They you put know? your pick. Picture up in the in the yeah. restaurant every year it just okay. slid out of the <laughs> yeah but yeah no we we didn't win a game oh we didn't I, my team was we were winless terrible. for two and a half years yeah I got uh, myself and I think it was Billy Baldwin I want to say was his name uh, <laughs> not the Billy Baldwin not the Billy Baldwin we combined on uh, a no hitter that stopped the streak each pitch three innings it was our first win in like three years. We had to, show, we had to <laughs> shut him out to do it. Yeah, we went over. I <laughs> not was a, not a prolific uh, lineup there back in the I day. Was, I was a left-handed second baseman. That's how really, yeah, bad our team was. The last team. one in creation. <laughs> That's how bad our team was. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't exactly have uh, the proper roster construction there in Little League. You, you get by with that. You see left-handed catchers in, in Little League, which really, is the if you think about it, is the place they ought to happen the least because who's throwing more than a little league catcher? The ball gets by him all the time, and you know now the reason there's no one of the reasons there's no uh, left-handed throwing catchers in major organized professional baseball is that most of the hitters are right-handed, and you don't want to have to throw around them or through them to the bases. But uh, in little league, where the catcher's really got to throw because he's 
he's running back to uh, to pick up the pass balls and the wild pitches all day long. Maybe you can get away with having a I am not having the, a lefty there. I'm not the only one that has a major league uh, competitor in this uh, building, by the way. Uh, Gomez pitched yeah, he, against yeah. Mel struck Hall. Out, struck out Mel Hall. He's yeah. told that story many a time. <laughs> That's his Good Al Port, Bundy money. Port Byron. Uh, <laughs> Mel Hall's from Port Byron. Sure, Byron. a few people out there played against Andy Van Slake in Utica. Yeah. Mel Hall's currently in the slammer, is he not? Yeah. Like, yeah. Move along. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, fortunately enough, we're out of time for today. Gomez has fared much better than Mel Hall in their <laughs> professional career. All right. No show tomorrow. Back on Thursday. More of these hijinks. Good to be with you. Hope you'll be with us then.